Um, oh. Do you remember the story I told you about my doctor who fucking really annoyed me because she she, she told me I needed to lose weight even though I'd lost weight? <laughs> yeah. So I went to the doctor today because I've got a sty in my eye. Oh. You know, a sty that when your eye yeah. hurts. Like a li- on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I wake up this morning. Man, he goes, it looks worse. I went, oh. Give me a look. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It's fine so now, left basically. Eye. Yeah. Okay. And so by 1.45 when I got the appointment, it looks fine to you're be honest. Okay, it you're still right. hurts. So I, anyway, okay. I go there anyway. Yeah. And so back when I had that appointment, she gave me all these fucking tests to do. Yeah. ultrasounds in your liver or something else just to get all these tests done just because, you know, something showed up somewhere, busy little, nothing to be massively worried about. Yeah. Anyway, I got the blood test, I don't know, in March and I kept getting text messages saying, we've got your results. Mate, if I was dying, they'd fucking ring me and tell me to come in, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've just ignored all the messages. Anyway, oh. so I've gone in. I tried to get a, a point with the, with another doctor instead of this woman. <laughs> she... <laughs> It, unfortunately, it was only her that was oh, available. No. So oh. I had to. So I go, that's a George Costanza situation. I've got this happening here. She looks at. She goes, "Yeah, just do this." You say me, you need to lose weight. Give me some. <laughs> give me some of this. And then she goes, "Now, last time you were here, oi." And she goes, "We've tried to call you about your results." I went, "Yeah, whatever. I mean, okay. It's fine." Yeah. And she goes, um, "How have you gone with?" I think, "Listen, I'm just here to fucking get my eye checked because I've got a, I've got work to do. Like, yeah, what are we yeah, doing?" Yeah. Anyway, and she goes, "Well, you didn't get this test, so I'll, re- I'll rewrite that one for what you." What test and, do you need? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. That's good. Good explaining by her. Yeah. And then she gives me two forms, and I go, "I've definitely done one of these. This is the thing that I didn't come back to the results." The blood for. test. She goes, "Oh, okay." So she looks at the results, yeah. and she goes, "Oh, okay. So the the levels are down. That's because you've obviously done some good work with levels your are down for what? Whatever yeah. it was. Whatever yeah. whatever level she was worried about. Yeah, yeah. It's down. It's you've good because you lost weight. It's, it's all a good, good thing. She goes, yeah. "You've made some lifestyle changes, obviously." <laughs> and then she goes, "You've still got some weight to lose, though." Oh, and I just went, Fucking, boy. are we doing this again? Wow. Are we? I've That's come cold. for a fucking sty. <laughs> anyway, so I get on here. Thanks very oh, much, Sila. And I go out. And yeah. she's charged me for a prolonged appointment. What? Is that right? What I've is it a Medicare gone, or is it a Medicare? Yeah, but it's you know, billing? Gap, gap and all that kind of whatever. I don't mind paying fucking 20, 50 bucks. Yeah. I don't care. Wasn't I'm it happy all to pay. covered on the Medicare? That's, well, there was a that's gap. not what matters. There's always okay. a gap there, there right? I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. But there's three different types of appointments. There's like a, you know, get your fucking script. There's a normal appointment yeah. and there's a prolonged appointment. Wow. And I'm sitting here thinking, I was fucking, A, I was early. You were late. <laughs> all right? I was there at one thirty-eight. <laughs> appointment was one forty-five. She fucking came out at one fifty-seven yeah. or something. And I can tell you Did right you get now. reimbursed? I was in my <laughs> office by 2.10, so the appointment wasn't any more than four or five minutes. I'm pretty sure she charged me for a prolonged a fucking appointment. Because <laughs> you looked at your records. Because, yeah, because she did what? two things instead of one. Oh, my God. Thinking she fucking chose to wow, do that. We Fucking never wow. go to her again. Wow. wow. That's like George Costanza blowing up a very... <laughs> the doctor saying, yes, you got a little white discoloration. Remember, no, he goes, is that cancer? <laughs> he goes, they should be trained. He says, cancer, get out of here. Yeah. It's not cancer. <laughs> anyway, my wife, I actually gave me some out. cream. It actually does feel better already. Okay. Um, but it's funny because my wife goes, you've got to rub a wedding ring on it. And I go, I what? know that story. Have you not what? heard that? No. So <clears throat> I can remember, and I'm, I'm talking, this has got to be 1996, 97, right? Annoying memory moment for yeah, me, right? Yeah. So back in back then, uh, John Burgess was doing breakfast at 2CH with my girlfriend as the panel operator. And so I, I, Hang on, I got your on, girlfriend, not Amanda. No, not Amanda. Jeez, you have dated all everyone at the office, eh? <laughs> yes. Hey, disclosure, by the way. Why well, tune in next week? Anyway. Disclosure. <laughs> Last week. No, next week. Next oh, disclosure's yeah. next week. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I get on really well with Burjo. We, we, we get on great. But 
he has no idea about anything to do with technology, and they had a computer. So I'm I'm teaching John Burgess and his wife how to use a computer. And I'm talking, fucking, the piece of paper I'd write was move mouse, click left, flashing <laughs> cursor. I'm talking from the start <laughs> teaching, right? Yeah. Anyway, one day I was around there, and I've got this sty in my eye. I'm like, oh, it's just really annoying. This is, you've had this before. This is, this is, I'm talking about 1996. I've got, this, I, maybe I didn't know what it was. I'm going, I've got this really annoying, it hurts. Yeah, right. Jen's like, oh, it's a sign. Jen's lovely. Um, <laughs> and she goes, John, give him the, give him your ring. And he pulls off this, like off his pinky finger or something, like a giant fucking, I'm talking big <laughs> gold, massive diamonds, everything in it. Yeah. He goes, all right. And, and she goes, all right, rub this on it for the next 48 hours. I went, 48 hours? I've got to hang on to this thing? What the fuck? So it's a ring. Every, every now and then you, you rub the wedding ring. It's just an old wife's tale, right? But literally, my wife said that last night, and I'm thinking, wow. how is that wife style? How is that carrying on? Wow! Because did this, I'm, did this girlfriend talk to your future wife then about the ring business? No, there's definitely been no communication. Have they not know each other? Because you have dated, didn't you say during the disclosure podcast, which is yep. this week, by the way? All, all it's this of, week yeah. disclosure. Let's be honest. All two your, people, <laughs> right? So everyone you've dated has been people you've worked with. Everyone I've bought a house with. That's right. Yeah, was that in Perth? Perth, Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jeez. The checkered history of Trevor Long. Oh shit! Wow, we. Anyway, yeah, I I, uh, never dated anyone from work. Yeah, not at all. I I I met Joe uh, a couple of years after I started work at News Limited, and that was it. Yeah, Uh I wouldn't have had to meet someone otherwise. Yeah, you weren't a big nightclub man, were you? No, I was. You know, I'd pull up out the front and pick up my friends. I wouldn't go in. Hey, what's doing? Boring. Why? Mate, I hate going. You know when you meet someone at a club or a pub and the, the music's loud? I'm like, fuck, can we turn that shit down? We're trying to talk over uh-huh. here. But that's how you say, fucking, I can't hear you. Why don't we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying. Should we go to my place? <laughs> and that's, mate, it's boom. Ba-da-da-da! <laughs> Isn't that how you worked it out, mate? Uh, definitely that's never worked why, that out. That's why it's loud, mate. You're no. thinking, I can't hear what you're saying. I'd love to talk to you more. Why don't we leave? Why don't we go somewhere else? Wow. Mate, that's... Stephen Fennick moves. The, hey, the rule book is open. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Nah. Uh, radio is my bag. <laughs> Righto. So I'm assuming your son hasn't been to a nightclub yet, has he? He's a bit young. No, mate. Definitely a bit young. No, yeah, definitely not. So when he's um, because I remember, like around 16, I started heading out, just yeah. getting out. I don't want to break it to you. That shit's yeah. not happening anymore. You don't reckon? No. What you don't reckon? 16 year olds are going out. Not like that, no. Not to no. nightclubs and stuff. No, no, no. They go out. Don't they go out to clubs know. and bars and not stuff? Not as much as they used to in the you old days, mate. No, no way. I think they do. No, I don't yeah. think so. Oh well, I think you'll find not it's too a very, many out of Thorn, very way, different. Not too many world. out out in the country here. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> any. Well, mate, way. there was uh, see, I lived near the beaches, so there was always the nightclubs were in Coogee and Maruba, and there were they were, mate, they were everywhere when I was uh, a lad. Yeah, no, <laughs> When we when you were how when you were sixteen, where were you living then? Uh, Central Coast. All oh, right, yeah. so not too many nightclubs. Club up on the Tropo Coast. at Gosford was, yeah, the, was right, the go. Right. Yeah, okay, that's where I'd go and pick yeah. up pick up right, my really? friends. Uh, <laughs> pick up your friends in the car. Yeah, not pick up so women. Pick as soon up as soon as I had my keys, I'd I'd, I'd drop them off. I'd pick them up. I'd whatever. I didn't what would care. you do in the meantime? Just sleep, sleep at home. I don't know. Care. Watch do Formula anything One else? Yeah. Watch anything but go into Club Tropo. Wow, we. Anything, but go inside. Yeah, right. Yeah. And were you, and so you were only, so how old were you? You'd had your, got your license, obviously, so you were like 17? Yeah, well, well I couldn't drive, well, I did drive before I was 17, but I yeah. didn't, didn't. I never went to Club Tropo. Right. I'd only drive to school when I was Because wasn't that half the deal, to trying to have, I remember when we were, 
licenses back then had no pictures on them. They were like paper, paper license. So you could borrow someone's... Not in my day. Someone's, someone's license. When I was 16, you could yeah, borrow... Yeah, old. Borrow some blokes, uh, someone else's really? license. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so yeah, I may do. That definitely yeah. isn't, wasn't the case when I was yeah. 16, 17, oh, 18. My, my kids, I remember, had fake little fake IDs too to get into the clubs. <clears throat> I remember... With pictures on them. This is how boring I am. When I worked at Deloitte Touche Tomatsu in the city, one of my first what? jobs, a <laughs> uh, big accountancy firm, yeah. I was in the mailroom and we ran the, the big... We had a printer the size of this fucking office. It was huge, <laughs> right? And I remember someone had a concession card. Ah, the train. Right. Just a bit of cardboard. Yep. Done. Yep. Mate, we got every bit of paper. We got every bit. Of, I'd, ma- I'd make them. Yeah, right. I found the coloured cardboard. I'd put it through the through the photocopier, colour photocopier, <laughs> cut them with a guillotine, laminate So you had them. them. I'd oh. make fucking concession cards. So they people. were your fake ID? Yeah. Mate, fake concession, concession cards, cards to get cheaper, cheaper what? train fares. Ah, of course. Because right, I wasn't right. at uni. Ah, yeah. Okay. Wow, so you were pretty resourceful, eh? And I could. So the government uh, launched an investigation about all this? Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe they did. So you were working at Deloitte? <coughs> Deloitte? Deloitte Touche Tomatsu, yes. It was okay. originally called Dewsbury's. And so and what, did you, what was the point of that? You wanted to be an accountant? Or what, no, what was I the, just fucking wanted a job. job. Right. Yeah. Okay. This well, is my, obviously pre My first radio. boss was Luba Zubazenko. What? And my first name was Luba. Yeah. Last name was Zubazenko. Oh, was that a woman? Yep. Yeah. And uh, she was the... Where's she today? I don't know. You haven't looked her up on LinkedIn? No, mate, I haven't. <laughs> um, and uh, this this would this whole podcast would annoy my wife so much because I've so much memory. But um, <laughs> Brett Wilson and I, um, and I've been in touch with Brett, Brett Wilson um, since. Where's um, he today? What's he doing? Not much. Um, we we would so you'd, you'd deliver mail internally, so you'd walk around and yep. deliver mail to everyone's yep. desk, admire all um, the good sorts in the office, great mate, stuff. Yep. And then and so you'd sort the mail, you deliver the mail, yep. you do any photocopying, print, you know, binding, all that kind of stuff, yep. and then. Twice during the day, there was hand deliveries. And so you'd go out into the city, and you'd have like five things, yep. and I'd go one way, you'd go the other. So you'd have to deliver you'd go, you'd in go, the city. Like every every afternoon, at lunchtime, I'd go to the National Mutual Building at Circular Key, you know, the big triangle building? Yep. Which is now not the biggest, but it's this beautiful glass, green glass building. Yep. And I had to go up to like the level 30 or something, and it was a beautiful view. I'd stop every day and go, oh, that's amazing. And then just <laughs> deliver the, the same, you know, pen, yep. leaflet every day or a letter or whatever the hell it was. And then the afternoon shift, you'd go to the ATO, which was in Elizabeth Street up near Elizabeth and Liverpool opposite Hyde Park. Yep. And drop off a bunch of, you know, tax lodgements and stuff. Yeah. And then go back to the office. Because Brett and I used to meet, we'd do two rounds, and we'd meet in the middle at, at a cafe. And I'd get potato scallops and a Coke <laughs> for morning tea. And we Jeez, you reckon you don't have memories? you got good memories the there. And Mate, uh, I can remember, so I had a similar, before I became a cadet, when I first started work at News Limited, yeah. I was a copy boy, right? So basically what you, you know, you'd be delivering stuff and, yeah. you know, getting people coffee and all that sort of yep. stuff. And I remember at the time, um, the editor of the Daily Mirror was Roy Miller. Yep. And I remember getting, uh, you know, because you... You part of your job was you know if one of the editors or journalists wanted a lunch you go buy their lunch because they're working on it right yeah and I remember he called me into his office and said um, I'd like you to go get my lunch but I want you to get it from the David Jones Food Hall remember the up in the city yeah and I'm thinking beautiful I'll get out of the office for an hour how good's this so I'm going up to the food hall and he wanted this specific type of roll. And I couldn't find it anywhere in the food hall. So I had, I got it outside the food hall, but went in the food hall and got a bag, the food hall bag, and put it in the in that bag. So he was eating a regular roll, whatever he ordered, but I put it in the food hall bag <laughs> so he would think 
that it was the food hall bag. But he never he never knew the difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. And uh, it got me out of the office for an hour. It was pretty cool. That's yeah. brilliant. So their office was in Surrey Hill, so I'd have to catch a train into the city and then yeah. f- just to get his lunch. There's, I'm, I'm sure there's a few few things, a lot of uh, copy boys and copy girls in, in, at the time, some of the stupidest things you had to do, you know, like go feed the meter, like their cars yeah, yeah. parked up, they go put money in the meter and stuff like that for but them. But like as a, uh, today, thinking as a, more of a manager, like the time management was poor. We had there was three of us, I think, in the mail room, and yeah. like the first building we were in was in Sussex Street. They moved to Grosvenor Place. Uh, yeah, just, it is, yeah, yeah, just as on I, George, on, I, I on left George when Street. they moved to Grosvenor Place, but I was there when we were packing up. But on in the Dewsbury's building on on um, which is now oh, it might not be still, but it was ING for a while. Mm. Um, nerdy, stupid things I think of. Uh, anyway, we were on like the ninth floor, and the seventh floor was empty. We go down and play indoor cricket. <laughs> On the seventh yeah, floor, yeah, just fucking go down Sweet. there and smash cricket balls around. That's just how good's that? You know, time management. <coughs> there was not much. Luba Zubazenko wasn't paying too much attention to what we were doing. <laughs> as long so, as the fucking yeah. mail was delivered on time, who cares? Yeah. So how did you get out of there to radio? Then was it radio your next step? Or uh, no, my next step was Sutton City Holden in uh, down at. Uh, you had some jobs, Link, haven't you? Link Road, Rosebury. Yeah, it's um, out in my way. That, that was the when it first opened. I, I was That's massive. Yeah, I was yeah. there the day it opened. Wow. Um, because I and stupid again, stupid things. Remember that that was the first Holden dealer with the new look, the yeah. new style front sign, the new, yeah. new look, everything. Yep. And when when I started there, Holden and Sutton City was written in italics, oh. and then they changed it all. It was all upright, and so when they rolled it out to all the dealers, it was upright. Because at the time, italics. Sutton was only Holden then, wasn't That's it? That's right. Sutton then City it went, Holden, then it, went, then it was, went everywhere. It was just the biggest Holden dealer you could I ever remember. imagine. I remember. What year was this? <clears throat> this would have been ninety. I don't know five. Okay. I would think 95, so I guess. My memory of that place is, I, I didn't buy a car from there, but I remember, do you remember the massive hail storm in 99? My yeah. house got affected. Right. And that was in the vicinity. So I, I live in sort of the Pagewood area and Daceville across all the way to sort of that start yeah. of Rosebury that area. Got hammered. That got smashed by the hailstorm, And yeah. that, I remember their main garage where they held the cars Hail had smashed through all the roof and damaged all the cars in there. Wow! Yeah, so it's pretty bad. It was epic because that was it's a funny thing. Like I mean, my job there was just you know, office boy. I'd fill the coffees up and yeah, right. make sure that the customer area was clean a, and you stuff. You obviously had an interest in cars, but then yeah, it was it was wasn't why I went there though. I don't think. Um, and uh, basically every day, just so much data entry. Just I don't know what the fuck it was, but data lines entry. and lines of data okay. entry because you know the the number pad on a keyboard. Yeah, like I'm a gun at that. Like yeah. <laughs> I can still do it today. Yeah. Just because the amount of numbers that you had to enter, to, to, to click yeah, without right. looking, yep. just so much of it. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I left there and went to radio. Yeah. yeah. So how did that come about? Uh, well, did you have well, an offer? Sure did you apply for a no, job? I'm sure or? we've told the story before, but I was, and it was only casual. I wasn't working full time or anything, but, uh, or maybe I was working some, some, a little bit here and there, but I, because I was, I was a listener to David Tapp's straight talk on Two KY One Hundred One Seven. That's right. Yeah, you are, you come on, you ring him up. I'd ring up. Yeah, Spark yeah, that's right. from Edelon, and uh, <laughs> and then and then he was doing shows on GB, and so I just came in and started helping. But then yeah. started, I got paid fifty bucks or something to do beautiful Sunday nights, and then I worked at a and during the week I worked. I've actually got a diary at home. It's a Two GB diary. So it's an old Two GB logo which they had for a very short time. And it's a 1995 diary. And yeah. in it, there's a, you know, inside the front cover of a paper diary, there's normally a full year calendar. Yes. And I remember having a code, like a circle for 2GB, a star for AK Network Computing, 
which is in Chatswood. Yeah. This lovely Chinese bloke had this internet service provider, um, AK, yeah. A-C-A-Y, yeah. and I was doing tech support. So people would ring up and yeah. my windsock, trumpet windsock was broken. <laughs> How do I fix that? Um, How do you fix me trumpet windsock? Back, back in the days of dial-up internet. Yeah. Um, and so I had a diary because I was doing that. I was doing AK. I was doing 2GB. I was doing Optus Vision. I was doing the stats for the Moto GP. Jeez, you're a busy boy. I had heaps. I just, I just, I, I was working my, every day I could. I'd what was the company every called? Day I could. The, the dial-up internet company. AK Networking. Because I remember I was a member of a dial-up. I remember going on to Aussie Mail. Yeah, I had Aussie Mail. And they were, you'd, it'd be like they charge you by the time you're on the internet. That's right. Yeah. And then I went to a company called First Link, and they were my internet provider, and they had like a, they were one of the first. Of then companies just gave you a flat rate. You just paid the same amount, no matter oh, how long right. you're on there. You just pay one amount. So that was I remember going to them. Was with them for years. The right. first link, yeah. Dragnet, mate. That's the place to be. Dragnet. I mean, I've definitely told that story. Yeah. Dragnet, yeah, Dragnet Computing in June. We started. Boom. So that wow. was uh, my mum's partner, Gary, had a business associate. Is all I can describe him as. Raul Cruz was his name. Raul Cruz, and we started an internet <laughs> provider in June because Gary yeah, had a flour mill, and out the front was a little office. Flour we just mill. got 30 phone lines put in yeah. by 30 modems and a, router, a Cisco router yeah. uh, or switch, and you'd program the switch, like fucking proper like switch yeah, shit. Yeah. And so you'd program the switch so that, you know, uh, dial-up come in and it'd answer the call, it'd verify the user and yeah. shit and all that kind of stuff. And we actually made, I've still got the floppy disk, we actually made the... The startup disk, you know, you'd send this new customer, you'd send them a floppy disk and they'd put it in and it'd run a batch file, it'd install the software on the computer yeah, and they'd right. dial up to drag it Because it wasn't a browser at the time. It was like a, it was no, more it was like links. a... It was just a Yeah, just like browser. it was text-based. Yeah. It was no image. So it was a, you'd send the browser people, would be then coming later. You'd send people suggestions on some things to maybe install or whatever. It's like when Internet Explorer came out. Yeah. I was living on the Central Coast um, running Candela Computing um, <laughs> and... I signed up to be. Can remember Internet Explorer was killed off a few, a few yeah, weeks ago. Just, yeah, not wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish I had. I don't believe I've got any records of it, but um, I signed up to be like a a host for the then Internet Explorer. So what yeah. happened was you download. You, you know, it was a long process. Documents and shit. Mm. You're sending off to Seattle and shit, and you download Internet Explorer. You would add some code, your logo and stuff, and then you'd become like a host for it. And so they had local. Australian yeah, right. host, so that, you know, because obviously doing. the internet was slow back then. Yeah. And so people in, you know, parts of Australia, when they downloaded Internet Explorer, they'd get it with the fucking Candela logo in it. Like, oh. that was the browser people had. Wow. That was just the stupid, nerdy Mate, shit I did back then. I've got to say, back then, you know, you had your choice between Internet Explorer and Netscape, Netscape Navigator. I was a Netscape man. Yeah, right. I went all in on Internet Explorer I early. was Netscape all the way. You missed yeah. that boat, didn't you? Yeah. I was Netscape and I had a, had a Mac. I was a Mac user. I've been a Mac user for 30 years, I worked out. Yeah, right. I've been using a Mac for 30 years. Um, and, yeah, I can still remember seeing when Netscape Navigator fired up and seeing this page appear from... It wasn't on my computer already. It was like, wow, yeah. this is coming from the internet. Yeah, Just that, that feeling from, uh, like, and your kids and probably even, you know, I know you'd appreciate, you were sort of involved with it, but it's something your kids don't appreciate. They've had, they've had everything. They've had, That's oh, right. my, my daughter, I've told you this before too, my daughter, Jacqueline, she's 27 now. I had the internet connected in January 1995 and she was born in February 1995. So she's literally had the internet her entire oh, life. Yeah. So that's that's something they just they don't appreciate because they've had it all the time. I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I just 
there's stuff that I wish I had, and I've got a lot of stuff in paper yeah. printouts and shit in places. Like I had a website called Candela Motorsport. It was aussiemail.com.au forward slash tilde, you know, the little curly thing, Candela, which was like yeah. your home directory. And um, I just, it was like a, it was like an early blog. It was just, you know, shit about motorsport. Yeah, well. And I remember doing a Bathurst-specific page. And I've, I've mentioned this before because I remember doing, and I've got a printout somewhere or a cutout from the Telegraph where during Bathurst it was like, you know, hot net links and it had my website. Yeah, right. And the traffic I got was like 400 people, you know, that weekend. <laughs> but I remember going to Bathurst. Back then, that's pretty good. To, uh, with 2KY or 2GB. Anyway, with Tappy. And we had a house in Bathurst and we were doing the radio coverage. And I took a computer, like fucking took a computer, the Massive whole bloody computer. thing, <laughs> set it up in the house. And they're all thinking, what the fuck's this shit? <laughs> um, and, and updating, I'd get all the times and I'd type all the lap times out for the yeah, right. for the practice. And, and I'd then put upload them on the web. I, mate, that's the only place you get on the web because Bathurst yeah. didn't have a website. The Tui's 1000 didn't have a website. Ugh. And I wow. created this thing where you could get the, the, the bloody lap times. Lap times mate, you're stuff. a pioneer, you were. Pioneer. Fucking things we did back then, you know? Unreal. People today yeah, it's a uh, simple, easy life. But, you know, like, again, your kids just think, yeah, it's the internet. It's just always been there. Yeah. So, like, TV's been there forever, me. Like, you've always had a TV? Yeah. Oh, my parents, I remember it's them saying, oh, when we saw, got our first TV. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the internet for from for me. Yeah. Is the TV for them. So imagine my parents had TV for the first time, internet for the first time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like phones and communication. We talk yeah. about how easy. I was watching a couple on TikTok the other night. Someone asked them what the what the rules are in their house with their kids. And they're like, well, our kids don't have phones until they're like 15, 16. And the dad's like, mate, I didn't have a phone until I was in college, you know, 18 to 20. So yeah. what? it didn't hurt me. What does it matter to them? And yeah. I'm like, it is a bit different because yeah. you might actually be the butt of jokes and stuff. You know, there's yeah, you've right. got to worry as a parent about... Well, how old were you when you had your first phone, mobile phone? I would have been 19. Right. But they were new. I had a car phone. Yeah. Fucking, as soon as My first phone I got in 1999 was an Optus, I think it was the 3110 or something. Yeah. And so 99 I was 31. When I got my first mobile phone. I had a mobile phone before you then, for sure, because yeah. I had one in... I, did, my I bought brothers, my car in 1995. My brothers even had a phone before me. That's my outrageous. attitude to the phone was, if they want to fucking contact me, they know where to find me. I thought, fuck that, I'm not carrying this shit around. <laughs> Honestly, I was... My younger brother, Michael, had and Mario both had phones before me. Yeah. I was late to the party for the phone. And I thought, oh, fuck. You've I was, caught up, all right. I was, dep- yeah, of course. <laughs> I was deputy sports editor at the time, I think, too, and so... It was, I sort of needed to be on call as well. Yeah. So I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to buy a phone. And it was, yeah. It was, I remember was, having the car phone in the centre. It was installed, like drilled into the car, <laughs> a little say at Ibiza, and fucking someone would ring you, be like, g'day. You know, fucking, <laughs> and it had switched, like you drive, go, wow. you drive from Gosford to Sydney, you'd come up with an R for roaming because you're, you're outside of your uh, home fucking zone, Gosford. Jeez. Probably paying a million dollars. I remember <laughs> getting a $650 phone bill, you know, for a month wow. during when I was doing the Speedway series around <laughs> Australia because I was travelling around Australia and we were fucking making a lot of calls. Yeah. It was expensive back then. You didn't have yeah. unlimited calls. Yeah, I know. Like, you'd be ringing someone, you'd be looking at the time thinking, fuck, I better hang up. It's going to cost me a fortune. Imagine uh, paying per call today. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I know. Yeah, ridiculous. It's remarkable just, what we just, get away with. Just on the phones, though, uh, recently it was the 15th anniversary of the iPhone, iPhone going yeah. on sale. Yeah. Do you remember where you, when you first saw an iPhone? I don't, to be honest. No, I do. I, I, it was announced in 07. I was in America. We've said this. I was in the US when that was announced. I was at CES. Yeah. And I remember 
later that year when it went on sale in June, yep. they had the the um, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, was yeah. in uh, Santa Monica that year. Remember, it's normally in downtown. Yeah. This year, it was in Santa Monica. And I remember there is, in this, in Santa Monica, you know, the 3rd Street uh, Boulevard, you know, the, the promenade, 3rd yep. Street Promenade. There's an Apple store there. I remember the minute I checked into my hotel, I bolted up the, to see the Apple store and there and seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Back then, I'm thinking, holy shit. I remember looking on the phone and calling up my the Daily Telegraph website because I was we working all the telly, still do and I and I looked at my own my blog on the on the telly. I'm thinking I took a photo of it of my blog on the on the Apple on the iPhone. Wow. I even got a bloke to take a photo of me with a phone as well, like I was with a celebrity or something. And then I remember getting one in, getting buying one, and then cracking it to work on the yeah, Aussie yeah, networks. Totally, yeah. Yeah, Did definitely. you do that, or you not? You didn't. I, no, not not until the iPhone four. Oh, so no, three, that was no, your first iPhone. iPhone. No, my first was a three, three G. Um, well, I don't I know whether I've told you this story or not because, yeah. like, I was in, I was in, the, I was writing tech, right? Yeah, sure. And I remember that when the the first iPhone to come out in Australia was the three G. Wasn't yes, the first one, right? that's right. And I remember, you know how we have our embargoes and stuff now, and normally you get it for like a week, yeah, maybe five days. Mate, I had this. I had the iPhone three G before it came out for two and a half weeks. Wow. And I couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> Could not tell anyone. I remember being in the lift at work at News Limited with this in my pocket. People are saying, have you seen that iPhone? How good's the iPhone? And I'm thinking, I've got it fucking right here. But I couldn't say anything, right? That was amazing. Because the early days, yeah. and they're still strict, the embargoes. But the written, the, I remember the very first uh, embargo I signed, or yeah. NDA I signed. Uh, it was at the Yerba Buena. Fucking centre. Yeah, when the um, iPad 2 came out. Um, and I remember being, you know, because this was probably my first Apple trip and being, yeah. you know, whisked away. And I'm going, where are we going? What's happening? Uh-huh. And then before we go into this room, I've got to sign this thing. And I remember reading the last page was like, basically, fucking you're dead if you show anyone this shit. <laughs> um, no, I think the I exact wording was that if you breaking this uh, in NDA or embargo would cause irreparable damage to the company... And then compensation would be sought yeah. after that. But it was it was to the point where basically I'm like, Amanda, I don't think I can show you. Like it's it basically says, yeah, don't no show your family, look at it, like, touch it. Yeah, yeah it, know, was, it was it was strict. solid. These yeah. days it's like uh, it's slightly more like associated, affiliated. You know, as long as they follow the same guidelines. Yeah. So basically, my kids can see it as long as they they also, can't tell anyone. Yeah. As long as they're also sworn by the embargo. Yep. And to be honest, my kids are now better know about embargoes better than any kid at yeah, their age, I right? Bet, because yeah. <laughs> often, often I'll say to them, "Oh, they'll be like, oh, can we? Oh, again, Aiden, Aiden, kids coming around. Um, you know, we won't play Nintendo Switch th- sports. Though. I'm like, oh my god, that's been out for a month. It's fine. <laughs> the embargo's lifted. You know what yeah, I mean? And sometimes right. I've got to remind them that there's no yeah. more embargo on no, something. Well, but there's been a few times where over the years, well, my kids were really young when the iPhone came out. Yeah, well, especially Haley, and. They'd be saying, oh, I'd say, oh, here's the new iPhone. Oh, can we take a photo of it? I said, no, you can't. You can't tell anyone I've got it. Say nothing. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting days. But, I mean, I can just, the, the seeing that iPhone for the, for the very first, the very first iPhone, even at the keynote. Yeah. Like, that was incredible. I, I don't think people can appreciate just how big a deal that was. Because anyone who's got a phone now, can all that stuff they just take for granted again. That's like right. my kids yeah, again, yeah. thinking, oh, that's what iPhones do. Like yeah, yeah. They just know that. But again, coming from using a BlackBerry and all the other crappy phones before the iPhone came out, you're thinking, wow, this is a game changer. 
And it exactly was that. I stuck strong with BlackBerry for a long time. Uh, me too. I had BlackBerry because I worked at News. I had BlackBerry um, that was on the server. You know, you had your BES server? Yes. So the the BES, the BlackBerry Enterprise server. Yeah. Um, and I remember having mine. I was one of the first journos to have it, actually, because mm. like I was A, in the tech game, and B, travelling a lot. So they, the company gave me a, a something that I yep. could use overseas. And so I can remember, though, when... The iPhone, because the iPhone didn't come out in Australia till 2008, mm. and it was the iPhone 3G. And I remember at the time, the policy at News Limited was that you could not bring another device onto the network yes. that wasn't provided by the company. Yes. And I remember approaching them saying, look, I've got this, I want to put this, try to get this connected to the network. And we worked out a way for me to get my emails on it. And I remember when it came out, I was showing people how to get you to see their emails on their iPhone, yeah. which was just usually only reserved for BlackBerry. Yeah. But not everyone had BlackBerry. Suddenly see, there was this device. It's funny do it with on. the email because I and I've told this before, but I remember George Bushman, CEO of Macquarie at the time, TGB. I remember him saying to me, "Longy, I've got to show you this thing," and he'd show me BlackBerry. This is like the original blue one, right? Yeah. And and he's with gone, the side wheel. Yeah, side wheel. Yeah. Um, and he's gone, mate. This is amazing. We'll be able to get emails in our pockets. It just, and when an email comes through, it just comes straight to you. And I'm just going, mate. Why would anyone want that? <laughs> why would you want to be bothered by that? Well, yeah. Why would you want to be bothered by your emails? It's true, isn't it? Now, mate, we just can't get away from it. And it, it but, just but, goes but back. Point is, but that was back in a time when you opened your computer and went send and click send and receive. Yeah. You actually had to initiate the concept of can you just check for mail for me, please? Yeah. You know, that's why that you've got mail exists because you'd be sitting on your computer yeah. and unless you went and checked for mail, you it, wouldn't know. It didn't appear. Again, disclosure this week, check yeah. that out, the emails that come in. Yeah. But it's um you know, it's like you know, like when you're on the phone to someone saying, Oh look, you know, I'm I'm not at my desk, I'll have to check my emails when yeah. I get back to the office. Yeah. So As if. Like that's a thing too. Like just incredible but didn't you think though? Years ago, when all this stuff was coming to to reality, right? Yeah. Didn't you think that all this technology is going to make life easier? You think we we'd be just sort of sitting up, we have so much spare time on our hands, and we'll we can get so much done through the tech. It's actually made us busier. That's right. Than we were before because we were yeah. capable of doing more. Yeah. And I therefore still, we did more. I still struggle with it, and I still wish I had the power of of planning and presence of mind to go. You know what? I'm going to set aside an hour a day for email. Yeah. Because the problem is, the expectation is, you're going to reply. Yeah. Like, you're going to reply quickly. So, yeah. that's the challenge of, yeah. of the modern world, unfortunately. Is it what? But, yeah, I thought, uh, I, I can remember, even at News Limited, when we were sort of cutting over to sort of the other computer systems where we did all the layout on screen, everything on screen, yeah. rather than it was sort of the manual way we did it before. I'm thinking, we're going to do this. We're going to work so much faster. But instead, what they did, instead of having two editions a night, they're going to have four editions a night. So they said, right, are you capable of doing more? So here's more. Yeah. And so it wasn't easier. It was it just proved we could do more work in the same amount of time that we did before. That's the way, so, yeah. uh, that's the way management should go. How it goes. All right, mate. See you later. Talk What's, you what's later this week? Disclosure. Disclosure. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're some very topical things we talked about in this <laughs> podcast. Make sure you watch Disclosure. It's all happening.